Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Well, church family, it's great to be able to be together. It's Labor Day weekend. It's yes. special, and uh, it's also special because we're both wearing yes, twinsies. We're wearing camouflage, and Rowena did not like that idea, but I thought mm. it would be cool. People will love it. We're matching, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also exciting because. As a local church and as a church family globally, we are celebrating 40 years of C3. Many of you know when we first launched, Mm -hmm. uh, we were an independent church, but we didn't want to be independent. We wanted to be a part of something bigger than uh, us. And so we went on the hunt. And about five years ago, we discovered Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle, Mm -hmm. the C3 Global family. And man, my world was rocked from day one. And so many great things have happened. We've taken so many people to conferences. as We've made that decision to join the C3 family. What's maybe one of the top things that stood out to you, Rowena, as you've discovered uh, the C3 Global family? Well, one of the things uh, that stood out to me automatically was the fact that it's a husband and wife team. You come as a pair. It's not just the husband. But together, they are serving, they are a a unit, they are effective for building God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And that's something I had never seen before. Um, And so (laughs) it was just refreshing, it was exciting. And also uh, with that pairing, uh, just that emphasis with the women. Uh, Women that are confident and faith-filled and just strong and know that they have a purpose and that God has His hand on their life for with a gift and just being able to um, operate in that setting. Um, the first time we went to a conference, I could just remember just that feeling of refreshing because life that was being uh, spoken and faith that was being encouraged and it was just like water (laughs) water that I was drinking up and uh, that will always remain in my mind and my heart and uh, just looking forward to the future what uh, being able to have more of that for us for you and um, those are the things that stand out in my mind yeah I I love the atmosphere of faith Mm -hmm. I love the emphasis on the word the miraculous without being weird what I also (laughs) love about it is that it's a type of thing that our kids are excited to go to our grandkids are excited to go to when we discovered uh, that asked those aspects of C3 Global we knew we were in and so in 2019 we joined we've taken many many people to conferences and special events and the impact has been phenomenal. The relationships that we've built within C3 Global have been pretty profound. Now, we have a special video we want you to watch. It's part of the 40-year celebration. It's uh, documenting a few of the churches that are part of that almost 600 churches that make up the C3 Global family. So kick back, enjoy a few stories, and be inspired. Do I say it individually? Like mm-hmm. I'm Kelly and mm-hmm. this is Lauren or? No, yeah. just, just say who you are. I'll say who I am. <laughs> My name's Kelly Tebbett. And you? I, I'm your husband, Lauren. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> and, and we're senior ministers in Calgary as uh, well as regional overseers for Canada. We were 
were called to Calgary to plant a church for another denomination. In 1995. In 1995, and yeah. so we just did what we thought to do. We didn't really have the support. And we really didn't know what we were doing. No. Do we now? No. I don't think so. <clears throat> but what happened in about 2003, 2003 or 2004, we started feeling like we wanted more. We wanted to do more. And yeah. that the Lord was calling us to like multiply and grow. And boy, when we found C3, it was like just perfect fit and perfect time. It was 2004 and that the first invitation, uh, you know, shook hands, I said, we're in. And then it took us two years to transition our church after that. But um, that, that adoption process was smooth as silk. When we joined C3, it just felt like we were home. Um, the people felt like they were our people. Right, in, yeah, in the Psalms when it says that he places the lonely in families, yeah. uh, I think that there's something that our heart was looking for in terms of finding our people. And um, I think there's, uh, currently there's a big obsession with finding your purpose. And I think that it'd be better to find your people and then you'll find your purpose. For us, that was the case. As in the life of Ruth, she found her people, said, I'm staying with my people. And she ended up finding her purpose in life. And I think for us, because our purpose seems to be connected with others relationally. And, uh, and we would say, first of all, that C3 was, uh, it was our people. Mm -hmm. that we found that we could relate to the closest as, as anybody on earth. And, and we would say we're finally home because mm -hmm. these are our people. My name's Nathan and... I'm Lisa. And we passed a C3 Edinburgh. We've got one of our cultural personality points at C3 Edinburgh. Um, is a spirit and a culture of community. Uh, and our heart, and we talk about it all the time, is that people should be coming into our church community and feeling immediately, uh, immediately at home. Um, from the very first moment on the street, all the way up the stairs and, and, and into the place of church. It's our heartbeat, isn't it? We know Richard Green at C3 Church in Ryde uh, coined a phrase and it sticks with me, that the thing that kills a church planter is isolation. Um, and so we commit ourselves, we committed ourselves to not be those people. We wanted to be connected in with our C3 family. So, so even from our first uh, six months in this city, um, those years ago, uh, we strategically moved around and met uh, up with C3 pastors and C3 family around. We had a wonderful connection with Pastor Steve and Lisby uh, at C3 Amsterdam, and um, we love them dearly still. Uh, but we wouldn't have been able to, we wouldn't have made it this far without the support of our family here in C3 Europe. In Europe, we've got people who have been running for five or, or seven or ten years, or people who've planted after us, and there's this amazing solidarity that yeah. happens. It's it's not competitive in any way. I wouldn't say. Um, we, you know, we reach out, I have Skype phone calls with people, um, cry, totally done that. But just uh, people taking the time to create a space where the authenticity um, in the relationship can be shown, the vulnerability 
there's space for vulnerability in those relationships. You have to be able to talk about it as it is. And it is, it's so hard, but so glorious. It's so rewarding and so painful at, all at once. Those feelings happen simultaneously and you can't do it unless you're connected to people. Hola, my name is Penny. And I'm Lisa. And we are from C3 Lautoka, Fiji. Uh, let me just tell you, the first Sunday I came into church, <laughs> uh, coming in on that Sunday, it was, I, I felt like I was just being dragged in. I really didn't want to come. But then as I entered, the, seeing the people smiling, they're welcoming us, and um, you could just tell the, the love was genuine. Uh, Sundays would go by, I started feeling this burden just lifting off me. I started fitting in. A friend of mine, she is a nurse by profession. She's part of uh, the C3 Lotoka worship team. Uh, she came in and uh, she invited me. God really ministered to me through that conference. Uh, the word that was given uh, that day. And I uh, got to know some pastors of the church and something that uh, attracted me um, to the C3 family was the genuine love that uh, radiates from them, the genuine care that uh, they showed me. Uh, that sort of captured my heart and uh, they started inviting me uh, to the connect groups, uh, Bible studies that uh, usually held every Thursday. Uh, from then on, uh, my spiritual life sort of uh, gained momentum. Uh, before I came to the C3 family, um, I, I had actually been separated from uh, my wife uh, almost one and a half years, one and a half to two years. For us, I believe this was uh, a new a start for the whole family. And uh, they were new people. Uh, usually we would get people uh, favoring my side of the story or favoring his side of the story. But uh, as we stepped into the church, uh, it wasn't like that. They just wrapped us in their arms, accepted us as uh, we were as we came into the church. Uh, they'd say here, first time you come in, you're a visitor. Second time you come in, you're a family. John Pierce. I'm Danielle Pierce. And we're from C3 Church Powerhouse. Oh, the, the feeling of, of C3 is a big global family. And so we've, some of our best friends are C3 pastors, either in Australia or around the world. And then also, I guess what's modeled is that our team here aren't just workmates, but they're friends. So we're doing life together. Some of our team here have been 25 years with us and uh, we've been through all this roller coaster journey together, but that's, that's really what C3 is about. It's about relational leadership. I 
guess the uh, family aspect comes because we care about each other and it's not just about the work role that we are comparing notes with but we actually care about people's lives and their family and their marriage and their health and every time we get together every time we're on the phone it's always about the person you know i can think of one of the great memories or stories of being part of c3 for us is when we first had pastor chris pringle come up here to our church and uh, Pastor Chris has helped us to dream and believe God. And we were in a weekend community facility, believing to get into our very first rented facility. It was called the Green Building. So when she came, she came and visited it. She came and prayed with us. Um, she wore a green she scarf. She wore a green scarf. And then she, <laughs> she said that she would go away and wear that green scarf. And every time she wore it, she'd think of us and pray that we'd get that building. Well, it took us probably another two years and she visited us an, another time. But what was awesome was that she, you know, when she came back for the dedication of that building, God did a miracle. Pastor Phil dedicated it. She was there. She dedicated our little baby Gemma, who was also a miracle. And, you know, to me, that's, the, that's that sense of where, although we're in different cities, we're with you, we're praying for you, we believe the best for you, and we celebrate with you. And, you know, we, we love Pastor Phil and Chris for really empowering us in our walk of faith. I think we've also learned to make our families a priority so that we don't just sacrifice our families on the ultimate on the altar of ministry. We've really learnt to prioritise our marriage, to prioritise our kids, so that our kids grow up loving the house of God. And that's been something that's been modelled and taught and talked about a lot. My name is Kwabana and I'm a, I go to Hope City Church, Accra. I was born in a Christian home, so I would consider that as being a Christian. But um, in terms of starting to have a personal relationship, I would say about three years ago. Coming to Hope City, the first time I entered Hope City, I just felt a warmth, I just felt family. There are people who walked up to me, were saying hello, were saying hi. And yeah, it may, f it, at the time, just felt a bit awkward and in my face, but over time I came to see that this was not just a show, and this was really the heart of the people in the church. And when I think about it, the first thing that comes to mind is family. And I'm not just saying it, you know, just to impress, but it's, it warms my heart when I think about coming to church. Um, I remember when I was younger, maybe about six, seven, I would hide under my table, my bed, not to go to church because I just did not like it. But to go into our world and just let the life and the glory that he brings to our hearts shine through for people to see. And I believe that a life that speaks about Jesus, a life that is telling people about Jesus will do more than a podcast will. It will do more than a Sunday preach can ever do because there's nothing better than a family to start making change in people's life. So I never really had a strong, intimate, vulnerable relationship with male figures until being a part of Hope City Accra and just being starting to be committed, going to dinner parties. I've started to have relationships that have moved me out of my comfort zone. I never wanted that. I never really liked that. But now there are friends that I have that I can be vulnerable to. They encourage me, they push me, they challenge me, and I am accountable to. So I really value those friendships. And 
It's, it helps to shape my day-to-day -day life and thinking because these are men my age, my group, who are on a similar journey, you know, just a heart that is committed and trying to figure out what this whole relationship with Christ is about. I'm Greg. Julie. French. French. And we've been a part of our C3 family now. This is our 38th year. And uh, I've loved the journey of just being a part of what C3 has represented with Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris. You know when people say, we're praying for you, they don't have to say, uh, we're praying for you and giving you the detail of what the prayer is, but you feel the strength of the longevity of friendship and you feel the power of that friendship purely because you know they are there for you, theirness. That's the beautiful thing about the C3 family. We have yeah. just so many amazing friends, yeah. With the McIntyres and the Pringles and the Kelseys, they all knew each other in those early years. Yeah, they years. all so kind that of was grew all, up together. Which is wonderful, and even seeing them when they get back together again, I mean, nothing's changed, which is great. And having our own families and now seeing our grandchildren, you know, just being a part of that journey of being a part of C3 in the house of God, it's just probably one of the great joys of our life, knowing that our family are planted in the house of God. My greatest joy is my family, and that's probably why I love the C3 family, is I just love my kids. And now to be part of the C3 family, we just have more kids, and I, I love all of them. I think that um, time is likely measured in minutes, but life is measured in moments. The moments in ministry um, that are the most meaningful are the moments that we've had with people in our movement. And some of those moments are absolutely the richest for me. Here's, here's what's miraculous for me that I never thought I would ever have in ministry is friends who you could be absolutely honest and open with without, without feeling, yeah, transparent, without feeling condemned or criticized. And, um, and we've had um, some significant things within our years that could have, could have disqualified us um, from continuing in ministry, I suppose, or continuing even with the movement, I suppose. We didn't get our hearts right. And these people would walk with us through, and I feel like the greatest privilege is being able to do not just ministry, but life with people. And so when we get together, um, we, we do church, but then we do life. And for us, that is one of the greatest joys of being part of ministry, is the lifelong relationships that we've developed. And after we've done our meetings, and after we've done our prayer times, and prophecy, and push away the furniture, and then have a dance party. Those were some amazing stories, a lot like ours, only different parts of the world. And I, I just love to hear how people have become a part of God's family. Mm -hmm. I love being a part of our local church family and a bigger family, and there's nothing quite like it. But admittedly, during this COVID season, it's been incredibly, yes, it incredibly difficult <laughs> uh, to be a church, but not be able to gather. I'll never forget mm -hmm. the end of March, we were supposed to have a conference with several 
different families coming in to minister in our whole church, and yet we got news that we couldn't gather. We scrambled, uh, tried to put together a little mini conference, couldn't do that. And somehow we had to come up with services that Sunday online, and we pulled it off. We did it. <laughs> Um, I can remember the first time I had to do a video clip of a presentation I was doing with the kids. I had no idea what I was doing. I was waiting around for someone to help me, but you know, my family was busy getting things done. So I went to my bedroom. I locked myself in there. I set up. I watched. I watched what they were doing. I said, okay, I remember. And I set myself up. I shot the clip and I said, okay, here you go. You can post this now for kids. And they were pretty impressed <laughs> with uh, the skills that I had gathered just by watching. <laughs> um, but it was nowhere comfortable. It wasn't my first choice at all. But uh, through it all, we've uh, learned new things. We have uh, gained experience. Well, think about all the different places we've shot. We've, I've yeah. shot down in the woods, standing in a creek in our bedroom out on the back deck, you've shot at the hub, yeah. you, uh, here in the house, it's been pretty remarkable. And we've had to learn all about streaming and capturing on camera, <laughs> and we've had problems with buffering. Remember the first couple services? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what Spinning song <wheel>. is that? <laughs> <laughs> but we've arrived at a spot yes. where everybody's done such a great job. And with that, I, with that, there are just so many people that we would need to thank. I don't know if we could thank them all, but first and foremost, to our entire church family for being patient, for getting together online for those first few weeks, especially as we struggle with the technology mm -hmm. and all of your shares, your likes, your comments, your thumbs up <laughs> emojis, and just going on the journey with us. We appreciate you so much. And a special thanks also to those that worked with doing C3 Kids online. You were diligent in your filming and presentation, and thank you for that. Thank you for our worship team. You were been awesome. Just seen to have growth in that area, your area of ministry there. And also just for production, you know, all the filming, all the editing, everything that uh, was needed to make this happen. Yeah, we've shifted so many times, and then you add into the mix uh, individuals who we called on to send in prayer or do an announcement. You'd think a one-minute prayer was easy until you were assigned to do the one-minute right. prayer, and I would get stories like, Pastor Steve, I hope this is okay. It took me 13 hours to come up with this one minute, and it was like, it's, you don't need to spend that much time, but we appreciate all of you being involved. Uh, special shout out especially to those who led connect groups initially um, that's kind of how we kept the church together and then our connect group leaders uh, began to host watch parties in their homes and that's been great special shout out to our mobility team Josh and Trish who helped to set up live gatherings for those who really uh, knew that they needed to come together and needed to be able to worship together as a group. That has been absolutely phenomenal. We appreciate everybody that's come together. Uh, sound team, uh, Glenn dialing in the sound to be able to make all of this work. Uh, Val in production and, and Leslie in filming. Uh, our screens team, Lisa, and all those who were involved there. So many of you did so many things to make this all possible. We love you, we appreciate you, and uh, wow. Thank yes, you. wow. <laughs> Today we have the privilege. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> at yourself. I'm pretty funny. I looked at myself and I was like, oh, that's a good looking man. <laughs> okay. 
Today, we get to hear a special message from Pastor Phil Pringle. He'll be sharing the number one core value of C3 Church. Hey, C3 family, such a pleasure to be talking to you online in your homes or connect groups or churches. If you've regathered, many of us have. Some are still in lockdown. Uh, I'm so looking forward to getting back together in the flesh with you. But even this can be such a lot of fun. And uh, definitely churches have found new ways to communicate both with their own congregations and with people who are yet to meet Jesus. So thanks all of you for being so on fire in this time, so positive, so filled with faith. And, you know, three times a year uh, we bring this message to the movement. And, uh, and I'm so thrilled to be able to wait on God and, and, and discern from my point of view what I feel he's wanting to say to all of us right around the world. So it's a very helicopter view uh, message. And I do have something that I feel is burdening me anyway from the heart of God that he is calling us to a, another level of prayer right here at our own church. I've dialed up prayer for our board meetings, uh, for our pastors, because I feel there is, a, and it's, you don't even need to feel it's quite obvious, there is a distinct change in the world. Some things are never going to be the same again. And to embrace any new era, any new season, I believe the basis for that is prayer. So let me, let me say out of Ephesians 6 verse 10, finally, it's a final thought from an aging apostle. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So there's a lot of attack going on in a lot of people's lives in all sorts of areas. But then he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Praying always with all prayer. Praying always with all prayer. There's a lot of different kinds of prayer. I would like to think that my influence on people is that they develop a life of prayer because I know that that one thing in their life will sustain them. If you keep yourself in the love of God, God will keep himself keeping you. Jude says that. Keep yourselves in the love of God and God will keep you from falling. He makes that promise. So if I keep myself in him, even if I stumble a little every now and then, make some mistakes, make some foolish decisions, I'm not going to completely fall because I've kept myself in him. He will keep you from falling. And if you abide in him, you're going to bear fruit. It's not about just trying to get this strategy or 10 steps to church growth or what's the latest thing that I could do. If you're in prayer, growth is a natural outcome of abiding in Jesus. Form the habit of prayer and the habit will start to form you. You form a habit, the habit forms you. No doubt about it. Prayer is the lifeline of the Christian. It is the breathing apparatus of the Christian spirit. Like in scuba diving, when that big helmet guy with his metal suit on goes down the bottom of the ocean, you see him walking around. He's got a tube going up to the surface and he's breathing oxygen through that tube. That's what prayer is. We're down here on earth 
surrounded by a lot of dark atmospheres and all other kinds of things. And we get, we, we're going to get overwhelmed by it if we don't breathe. If we don't breathe heaven's air. And so as you, as you hook up with God in prayer, fresh air is going to come into your life. Heaven's life will become the, the fuel that is in your spirit. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that you're saying out loud prayers all day long, but you're looking to God just in the day. Before I do this, I'm looking to God. While I'm doing this, I kind of got one eye on God. And at the end of it, I'll say, thank you, Lord. If, you, if you're just looking up, it changes your perspective on everything. And you get guidance because you're opening to the Lord. You're in prayer. And then you can pray about things. When, when, when people say, oh, I got this problem, don't just send them off to a, a counselor or a lawyer or someone. Say, so let me pray for you. Believe in the power of prayer and pray the prayer of faith. As we minister to people with prayer, and I have never found anybody refusing prayer. On a plane, if somebody says, I've got problems with my kids, just say, let me pray for you. And they'll say, oh, that'd be great sometime. I, I say, well, let's do it now. And, and I just put my hand on them and uh, I pray and things happen. They're going to find the peace of God come on them. They feel the presence of God. And so prayer is, is our lifeline and it's other people's lifeline. So when we keep ourselves in the state of prayer, we're going to find that we form a habit. But let me say it again. You've got to intentionally pray. It doesn't come naturally like breathing. It actually takes intentionality. And in a world of distraction, it's so easy to not pray. Jesus says, get alone and pray. And you're going to find that you will actually be able to exchange your despair, your anxieties, your burdens for his strength in that place of prayer. Okay, so let me take you through some different kinds of prayer. When it says all prayer, these are the different kinds. Number one, requests to God. This is the one that most people are fully aware of. God, could you do this? God, I need that. God... But in Philippians 4, 6, this will defeat anxiety. This is good emotional health. This is good e mental health practices. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Simple. Just go to prayer and say, God, this is my request. I make it known to you with thanksgiving. Why am I giving thanks? Because I've received the answer right then when I prayed. In everything. Everything, he says there. Be anxious for nothing, but have faith in everything. Every situation, give it to God in prayer. Learn how to be an overcomer in prayer, and you're going to find yourself living in victory. Number two, the prayer of faith. It says in James uh, 5, verse 15, the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. How amazing is that? Uh, the prayer of faith. Pray. Don't just pray a worried prayer. Oh, God. Or, or a demanding prayer. God, you've got to do this. Or, or a threatening prayer. If you don't answer me, I, what are you going to do? to God? I mean, pray the prayer of faith. I believe, God, that your word is true. It will come to pass in this circumstance in the name of Jesus. 
Not even a hopeful prayer where I hope this happens, God. A prayer of faith is definitive. It is decisive. It is powerful. And the prayer of faith saves the sick. Three, warfare prayer. Matthew 12, 29. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Bind the devil over your city. Bind the devil off your church. Bind the devil off your people. Cast out unclean spirits, backsliding demons, seductive spirits, all these things that are trying to take people away, spirits of division, spirits of disunity, anything that's trying to come against you, bind the devil. He loves to try and camouflage himself and say, it's not me, it's not me. And, he, and we go, oh, we've got to talk and work this out and have fights with other people. Oh, pray against the devil, resist the devil, he will flee from you. That's a prayer, a prayer life. And this whole passage is surrounded by warfare. And we are involved in a war. You've got to go to war in prayer. Push back the devil. Best to do it as a company of believers together, binding the works of darkness. Number four kinds of prayer. The fourth kind of prayer, intercession. Romans 8, 26. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we should pray for, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Deep groanings. Have you ever had that kind of prayer? When you're in the grip of the Spirit, you go, oh God. The groan reaches the throne. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even words. It's just, oh, you're so burdened in a, in a deep and wonderful, compassionate way about a situation. Take the burden of others on yourself. Say, God, that's what Jesus did. It's called intercession. Number five, praying in the spirit. This is what edifies ourselves and helps us understand some of the mysteries of God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. He who prophesies edifies the church, which Paul prefers because he says, but that doesn't mean it discounts speaking in tongues. He's spoken tongues more than any of us. Uh, and, and then it, it says, but you, beloved, in Jude one twenty, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you build your faith up. Also, Isaiah says, when you speak in tongues, you bring rest to your souls. So speaking in tongues is a spiritual power that connects you with the supernatural world. It's the, it's the least of the gifts, which is awesome because it's the lowest entry point into a supernatural lifestyle. And tongues is what takes you there. It unhooks your tongue from your brain and hooks it up to your spirit so that you are speaking mysteries to God. You're speaking in, in these beautiful worship things to God that only God in heaven can understand. United prayer. Number six, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth Concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Unite together with other believers in prayer. At least half of our life, our prayer life should be with others. Half of it on our own, half of it with others. When we pray together, we bring unity and power into the church. The place of agreement is the place of power. And it, you see it in the book of Acts. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And on that condition, the Spirit fell. Number seven, devotional prayer. And I'll finish with this. There are more. Maybe next session, we'll, uh, we'll go over those. But devotional prayer is super important. James 4 verse 8 says, Draw near to God, 
and he will draw near to you. Hebrews 10.22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. This is so amazing because in the Old Testament, just one person, Aaron the high priest, could approach God and go through the veils. And he only, was only allowed to go once a year. One person, once a year from one family, the family of Levi. That was it. That was the only person who could get into the presence of God. But in the New Testament, when Jesus died, the veil was rent. And Hebrews tells us in no uncertain terms that now the way into the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God is available, not just on one day a year, but every day of the year. Not just to one family, but to all families of the earth. Not just to one person, but to every single individual. This is why Jesus died. That the Father could have fellowship with you and me. That we could have a relationship with God. That we could come into His presence and know that we're in the presence of God. Not just suppose it or hope it or imagine it. You know you're there. You can feel it. You know you're there because of a, you've come into another level, another frequency of understanding and perception, another level of consciousness where you're a conscious of God. So I love you guys, and I'm so encouraged about all the great things that are happening all around our movement, even in lockdown. But let's dial up the prayer life as we move into a new season of post-COVID and find out the great things that God will do. He said, call unto me and I will answer you and do things for you that you know not. You'd never comprehend the great things that God can do if we just call on him. God bless you. Have an awesome weekend. So how good was that? That was amazing. Awesome. I yes. love that prayer is the number one core value of C3 Global. Mm -hmm. And it's also our number one value. All throughout this COVID season, we prayed online, we prayed in uh, Zoom meetings, we prayed all over the place. And beginning this Thursday, we are launching our Push Prayer Nights. Mm -hmm. So we wanna invite you out to the C3 Hub this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Students, men, women, come and join us yes. for one hour. It's gonna be dynamic, gonna be prophetic. We're expecting God to heal, yes. God to set free, but also we're expecting that we will shift things. We're gonna pray until something happens. God wants to use us to change things here in Southwest Washington. Yes. God wants to use us to change things in your family's life. So let's, let's respond to Pastor Phil's call to pray and let's join this Thursday. What time? 6.30. 6.30. And for some small reason, if you can't be there in person, I think we're going to try to live stream it. We can get the technology to work. <laughs> so see you there. leaders and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.